You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. Welcome from the Cheap Seats, Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, the professor. Trent Nichols talking basketball today, college type, one each. You know... We we left out of here last week and we're like, how how that even happen, man? We're in the we're in yeah. the swing of college basketball and we didn't say one syllable. Yep. About college hoops, so we're we're gonna make sure we get out of the gate right. Tar. Heel. Yeah, oh, I don't even yeah. believe you entertain that. So, is there heels. anybody in the world who honestly thought UNC would be a one seed in this? NCAA tournament. Not me. Coach Roy. Now, Coach Roy, even if he, he was being honest, he, he didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know. No, he may be the only person that knew. There may be some Walmart heel fans that thought See, they'd be a Walmart. let me You're say something real with quick. The, with the term now, I like that. Thank okay. you. Can I say something real quick? Yes, sir. Your I name's hate, on the show. I hate when that people term. call about <laughs> I hate that. You I, hate what? The Walmart Tar Heel. Okay, you thing. hate when people call people that? Yes. Doesn't it bother you that there is such a thing, though? Does that no. not like offend your sensibilities? You're like, welcome aboard! No, it, you know, I'm UNC alum. Uh-huh. But what if I wasn't? Like, I mean, so I'm, am I like like some piece of crap redneck that likes the Tar Heels? I don't think it's geared toward people that grew up Carolina fans and didn't necessarily go to Carolina. I don't think that. In fact, one of my one of my close friends, I'm not going to drop a dime on him here, is as big an NC State fan as I know. Has awesome season tickets. Most people don't realize he's not a state alum. He went to Western. But he grew up an NC State fan. He is NC State dyed in the wool through and through. He just happened not to go to school there. Let me tell you something. The money that's coming in mm-hmm. to these programs that people are complaining about players not getting paid and stuff like that, the money that comes in is from your quote-unquote Walmart fan. There's a ton of them that actually show up for games, unlike a lot of the alumni. What I have a bigger problem with is if you are from New Jersey – and you love Duke basketball, but you pull for Florida State and football back when they were good and stuff like that. That's what I have a much bigger problem. But with. that's what people are saying about Walmart fans. I've got I've got friends of mine all over the country no, but, who couldn't find Chapel Hill on a map, who call themselves UNC fans, but they're Yankee fans and they're Cowboy fans and they're Florida State fans in college football, but they're through and through UNC fans for college basketball. So I think people that, that is what I would call people that were born fan. in North Carolina can never be a Walmart UNC fan. 
Because if if you were born in New York, you pick the Yankees or the Mets. You know what I mean? If you're born in Indiana, you either are a Purdue fan or you're an IU fan or Butler or whatever. So people from North Carolina that were born here are not considered the Walmart. The Walmart fans are like you said, they're the transplants. Well, I'll take it another step further. My wife is a North Carolina native. And this is heretical to a lot of people. But she's an Auburn alum, and she pulls equally for all of the North Carolina schools in the tournament. No. If NC State's playing, if Duke's playing, if UNC's playing, if Wilmington's playing, she doesn't care. If it's a school from North Carolina, that's her homies, and you're she's, not worried she's about, pulling for it. You're not worried, worried about it like Bruce Pearl calling up your wife and being like, hey, yo, what's going on? If he's got a bag of cash, dude, hey, whatever. A bag of cash? That's all it takes? Hey. Oh, my gosh. No, I mean, I just I get tired of this whole Walmart is, for some reason, associated with the Southeast. Well, yeah. And I, I get this. I just get tired of this, like, oh, and I'm not attacking you, Trent. No, no, like, no. That's fine. I'm not but, like, offended. oh, you're a Walmart fan. Well, look, <laughs> check it out. Okay, maybe I should start taking it as a compliment because I was in New Zealand about, I don't know, eight years ago, and I only saw three ACC shirts or jerseys, and all of them were in North Carolina, nothing from anybody else. It's all blacks over there. Are you familiar with the all blacks? Yeah, rugby. Exactly. Oh. It's all blacks over there, but there's Carolina I know, it's racist. What are you talking about? In New no, Zealand? That's weird. <laughs> Carolina is global. So take that Walmart stuff. Look, we've had that conversation before. And, yes, you ran into a couple of people that were visiting from North Carolina. Great. Dude, there's No, people. no, no, no. They were, UNC, they were residents. I'm going to give it. I am going to say UNC global is brand. an international brand. But you, I, I need to walk that back a little bit. Because you have this tendency to put them on the same level as the, the New Yankees. York Yankees or the Dallas Cowboys. They're just not that. And as it applies to college <laughs> athletics, they are not as big as Ohio State or as Michigan. Ooh, You're out of your oh, mind. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree. Really? You're totally when it comes to college basketball. No, no, no. I said college athletics, okay. not basketball. Okay. When it comes to college basketball, Bro, UNC just, is probably <clears throat> the premium brand. Yes, one of them. I mean, you've got, and as far as I'm concerned, you've got UNC out there by themselves during the Roy Williams era, and, and they're the one program, really, truly, that has had greatness that has spanned two head coaches. Theirs goes back a little bit farther. Then on that next tier, you've got Duke, Kansas, I don't know who else. Yeah, I think I think Duke. So and I'll give you Carolina college basketball. The and so it's where, only problem, so where did Michigan and Ohio State come in? Football. Oh, okay. The yeah. king of college sports, football. Because Texas in, is a athletics. bigger brand nationally than North Carolina. Because that's why you see them in all the videos and stuff like that. You don't see any Carolina gear and videos and what is, what are, rap what videos. What are we even talking about? Rap videos. Um, what rap videos got UNC gear, dog? Dude, all the time, dude. Oh, just dude, wait. I've got some right, inside dude, knowledge. What about J. Cole? J. When, Cole's from North Carolina. Okay, of course, when, he's wearing UNC stuff. When B-dubs drops their new commercials during the NCAA, UNC will be heavily represented. Well, they should be. They're the biggest brand in college basketball. There you go. And it extends, but there's another sport 
that is bigger than college basketball in college sports, and UNC doesn't happen to be very good at it. ACC doesn't have a football program like, like the Big Ten. The Big House, like, how many people do, are accepted to Michigan? Dude, dude the Big the House, big house on holds Saturday like afternoon 150,000 people. So the horseshoe. Do they let everybody in the state into their college? I would dude? have to look this up to verify that this is true, but it's going to sound good enough that I believe that it is. The Big House and the Horseshoe on Saturday afternoons have a larger population than Chapel Hill. Well, that's the problem is the big house they have that big of a thing because that's the only place in Michigan you can get clean water to drink. Really? So you have to go to the stadium to fill up your... No, that is absolutely not true because you can also get clean water at the GM plant. <laughs> Other than that, though, your ass out. It's not open anymore. <laughs> Bruh. I don't okay. even know what we're talking about. Let's go. Let me just finish this Walmart statement. Brandon... There is people that we know in this life that Walmart UNC shirts have done us very well to accomplish our goals. In, never mind. I'm gonna. What are you talking about? No, I just hate in Vegas. Nobody. T- <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. Let's Inside move on. Joke. Inside joke. But you know the thing is, is that nobody ever brings up the Walmart. How many? I would argued that there's as many Duke shirts sold in Walmart. Ooh, and I NC don't know. State. I saw them. Duke shirts are at Kohl's because I went to my first Duke game last week. Yeah, you and my wife Duke said shirt, shirts at Kohl's. My, my wife said, "Do you want to buy a Duke shirt for the game?" I'm like, "No, I don't need a Duke shirt for the game. I'm part of the brotherhood." Well, and, you know, NC State <laughs> shirts go on sale. Pretty quickly, you know what I mean? You can only find NC State at Food Lion. UNC is at Walmart, and Duke is at Kohl's. Bam. And I think there probably are more Duke shirts sold at... Kohl's. Kohl's. Because nobody can get into Duke. Right. And the people that get into Duke... likes to think it's exclusive, but just nobody gets into Duke. New Jersey South, baby. That, dude, dude. This people don't don't know this. I went. We actually did the whole visit thing with my daughter when she was applying to schools, and we went. And I would not have believed this if somebody had just told me this. But this is for real, and this is from Duke sitting watching the presentation to prospective Duke students. There are more kids from New York and New Jersey combined than there are from North Carolina at Duke. I totally. I, I, that's now, North Carolina no is still number one, but if you take New Jersey and New York and combine it together, there's more kids from those two states combined together than there are from North Carolina. That's kind of ridiculous. But who do they cheer for in football? Rutgers. <laughs> no, they they cheer for like the I don't Giants. Know. No, in college, that's the only they problem. Don't, and I'll, I'll let it go. Yeah, they and do. Like, no, and they're like, uh, CTE. No, 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 CTE. No, what they do is is they pick whoever's on fire at that time. Clemson, they're all Look, Clemson they don't, fans. They, they, all right, are you going to argue with this? No. Do they cheer for Duke football? No. Does anybody cheer where for the, Duke football? Where are the hammering crazies during the football games? Like, I mean, they're where's studying. that section? Where's that section where they're just going, uh, you know, all they're crazy? In the library, dude. Okay, yeah, they're studying. They're ugly. I mean, have you been to a Duke football game? Yeah. I mean, there's nobody there. Most of the time. It's a great 
Oh, it's Wade Stadium is dude. one of the best places to watch a football game. So Wallace you tell Wade, everybody. one of these days, Duke is going to capture lightning in a bottle, and <coughs> North Carolina is going to discover Wallace Wade. That is the best football stadium. It's one of the best. Outside of a couple of pro venues I've ever been to to see a college football game. Hey, you know, game. when I was at the Duke game the other night, Dwayne Wade was there. Was Speaking really? of Wade, yeah, Dwayne That's Wade. Pretty cool. They're checking out Zion, except Zion didn't play. No, he sat right behind Zion on the bench. Mm, cool. I guess Duke didn't have enough time to prepare for that game, too. No, Against I West haven't. Look, dude, you, you're only going to get so much run out of this. Zion Williams is hurt. All right. That's just the bottom line. And Duke didn't get run out of the gym by Carolina, but. Carolina, and I got to give you credit. You said this team's going to go as far as Kobe White takes them. Who had any idea Kobe White was this good? And I've actually got – I think you're probably in this camp too, but I got friends from around the country who are like, this dude needs to stop being so good because he's not going to come back. Nah. And I think with his size and his athleticism, he's a prototypical NBA guard. I don't think anybody in the world, including Roy Williams – Thought Kobe White was going to be this good this fast. Nobody saw it coming, really. He you wouldn't know. have gone to UNC if he, if anyone thought yeah, he was that good. He he if, if, if people had realized he was this he good, he'd have gone, gone to Kentucky. Duke. Well, you know, he grew up. I'll get off the like Duke Knox. stuff. Johnny Knox or Johnny Knoxville? Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Knox. Johnny Knox. I'll get off the Carolina Duke stuff. But he came out earlier and said, "Hey, I grew up a Duke fan," which had to be an absolute dagger to K. Well, you know, Coach K. <laughs> you know, if K hadn't gotten it wrong, like all of the recruiting services about Cam Reddish, he might have had a scholarship available for Kobe White. Cam Reddish. Every time I watch him play, I recognize he's not quite as good as anybody thought he was coming in. They shouldn't have taken that kid from Fayetteville. That guy hadn't even played. Yeah, no, they pulled his red shirt. He actually has played now, and oh. they burned a red shirt year, which doesn't make any sense. You talking me. about Bricky? I don't know his name. Some dude from some Fayetteville. White kid. To look it up during. Yeah, he was. The, it was like the forty fifth top recruit in the country. Yeah, um, something like that. But uh, yeah, they burned his red shirt during the um, Syracuse game. Gotcha. Which was kind of weird to have sat him all this time, and they pulled him in. And they only played like four. Who's that other? So who's that other white guy on their team? He was pretty good. O'Connell. Jack White. Jack White. Jack White. He was a fan favorite. He was real fiery. He is a fan favorite. And he's he real fiery. fiery. He's not very good. All right, we'll see you on the other side of the break. We started talking A-star NCAA hoops and then just didn't. Krista Lambert, Brandon Atkins, two American patriots trying to make sports talk radio great again. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Looking at... Uh, <laughs> oh, talking about college hoops. Talking about college hoops. I'm going to say this. And I want to hear your reaction, Trent Nichols. Uh-oh. If North Carolina wins the ACC tournament, they'll be the number one overall seed in the tournament. Reaction. 
I'm going to have to agree with that. Okay. Because, you know what? Gonzaga has been solid. I don't think... I think if what Carolina has done and they go out and they win the tournament means that they're going to have to either beat Duke again or beat Virginia, they deserve to be number one overall. All right. And you know who doesn't want to be number one overall? It's Virginia. <laughs> no matter what. Brother, I'm going to tell you something. Well, we'll talk about Virginia here in a minute. Brandon, tell me why UNC is not going to win the tournament. Because uh, Roy doesn't care about that tournament. Never has. Never cared. If it, like, comes to him naturally and he's got the depth, which he seemingly always has, he's never cared about that tournament. How many tournament championships does he have? I don't know, to be honest with you. He's got three since yep. he's been in the league. So yep. to tell you how much he doesn't care, he's won nine regular season championships, which Dean used to, you know, anger Coach K when he started hanging the regular season championship <laughs> banners in the Dean Dome because the conference championships just don't matter that much unless you're a smaller school that needs some kind of bid to get into the league. I mean, into the tournament. So you, Roy, Roy just doesn't care. If it comes, it's good. If he's got to wear his team out, he's smarter. And, you know, if I was a Duke fan, I would write a letter right now to Coach K. Dude, a number two seed is not that bad. A one and a two is not that big, big of a difference, to be 100% <clears throat> honest. And if you're wearing – you got – what's the guy's name? O'Connell, a Duke, Jack White. If that's your depth – Dude, why are you going to string him out there to, like, win an ACC championship tournament game, which nobody cares about? Nobody cares. Now, see, you say that, but that's 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 not right. Okay, if let, you're let's Duke, be 100% clear. If you're Duke in Carolina, let, you do be, not care well, let's about Let's be that. 100% clear. There really is no such thing as the ACC regular season champion. Yes. No, there's not. The only people that recognize it are the, you know, the the the, the arena staff at the Dean Dome who hang those banners that are not really banners from the rafters. The ACC champion is the team that wins the ACC tournament. But you will agree with me that it's harder to win a regular season than a tournament. A, a thousand percent agree. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Just 100%. And I do agree with you that Roy doesn't put the emphasis on it that Kay does. I don't think that Roy doesn't care about it. But I do think he's not willing to burn his bench. I actually, though, think that UNC, because of the way they're constructed this year, has the depth that there's no point in them taking their foot off the gas and coasting and blowing a game they ought to win. I think they ought to go balls out to win the ACC tournament. This is not a team that's five or six deep that needs to worry about it. Even if they get somebody dinged up, they're going to be fine. I think there's a lot to be said for having that kind of momentum going in. And the other piece of this is even though they are on the one line, the matchups are going to be critical. You asked me earlier today, how would you like to be the one seed that has Duke in your bracket? With Zion. Yeah. Yeah. It would be – it would ruin my day. Now, they're obviously not going to do that to whomever the one overall seed is, I would think. So, I think there's a premium on doing that. Um, I will tell you, Trent started to say something about Virginia. I'm going to tell you right now, Virginia – is the team nobody's going to want to see in their bracket. That's a team, this is the best group of athletes Tony Bennett's ever had. They still play 
that ridiculous style that drives everybody nuts. Right. DeAndre Hunter is a legit star, and you can't say that about anybody else that's come through Virginia in this system. He is a legitimate star, and this team needs no motivation. They need no pep talk. They need nothing. After going out in the first round last year, it doesn't matter how far they progress in this tournament. Their eye is on redeeming themselves and winning a national championship. Those of you, when you put your brackets together, this is my first piece of advice to you on your brackets. Look at how the brackets break. Teams that have to face Virginia in the second wave of games, you know, we play Thursday, Friday, then Saturday, Sunday, That those Saturday matchups, you can go ahead and give it to Virginia. If you're going to knock them out, it's going to be a team that has three or four days to prep for them. With one day to prepare, no chance can you beat Virginia. Not going to happen. Right. I don't care who Virginia's got in their bracket. Virginia's a Final Four team, period. I agree. And we could end up, depending on the you know the placements in the brackets, we could end up with three ACC teams in the Final Four. And it doesn't have to be Virginia, Duke, or Carolina. There's some other teams. I've, ta- I've been talking about Virginia Tech a couple of times. But like if you look at the ACC first team that just came out today, you got Zion. You got two Duke players, two Virginia players, and one Carolina player. Odds are that they could be in the top. I don't know all five of these players top twenty-five in the whole NCAA. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Four of those guys, maybe. There's a token Virginia player on that squad. I don't know about that, dude. Come on, man. Yeah, you right, really that, think he's one of the best twenty-five players in the country? Yeah, probably. Come on. Yeah. You're like a Ohio State fan. No, and like the Big ain't Ten, nobody from Ohio State going to be in that top 25. Like the Big Ten had him one thing, anything since what? What's the last What's the last thing the uh, Big Ten's won? What are we even talking about? How did this happen? I don't happen? know. Are you just, are you, you you just going to accuse me no, of I'm talking about ACC guy. bias? Guy, guy is not one of the best 25 players in the country. That's ridiculous. Okay. See, I I think I agree with Chris. I think UNC should put more weight this year with this team because of the expectations were so low in the tournament. If you remember, I mean, getting hot and gelling and running through it. Last year, Michigan, talking about the Big Ten, they came in fourth in their conference, won the tournament, the Big Ten tournament, went all the way, rode that momentum all the way to the finals. They weren't supposed to be in the finals, but they ended up doing that. I think UNC. I think UNC might actually win this tournament. Wow, I'm. I would love that. What's not to? I mean, what's not like to not? What's not to like? What's not to like about that? Is no, what I you're mean, about, about UNC. How would you think that they won't win this tournament? I, I don't know. What did I they do in the regular season against Virginia? Of Duke with Zion. They lost. They played one game and lost. I think. Okay. Outside of Duke with Zion, when they were playing at their best, I haven't seen anybody that's playing better than UNC is now. And I don't think Zion – I mean, what's Zion going to hold up if they have to play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? You know, three games in a row. That's How not is, three games in a row. Well, no. Thir- two games in a row, then two games. They, well, I mean, Zion, they're going to have to get in there to get back into game shape. I think Duke is less concerned about this tournament and going to win it than UNC should be. Mm, I don't know that they are. I think they ought to be because I don't think that, that with Zion coming off this injury, 
trotting him out there several times in a row in the ACC tournament, I think is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. But well, here's the deal. We don't really know where Zion's at injury-wise. You know, I think was he ready to play like and they're holding him back? And because this is a, this is an interesting little dance they've got to do right now. Because heaven forbid something really happened to this kid's leg between now and the end of the Final Four, whether Duke's playing it or not. If they hurt this kid, the ramifications for Duke will go on for years. Right. I mean, you talk about negative recruiting. Let Coach K blow this kid's knee out. Calipari will kill him in recruiting. So they've got the best interests of the kid. They've got to consider the best interests of the program long term. And you have, hey, is he really ready to go or not? Now, a guy that big, I worry about it. You know, where's he at cardio-wise? I mean, if he's not playing, he probably's not doing a whole lot of cardio right now. That's a big man. He's supposed to be playing. What I've heard is he started playing five-on-five. This is as of yesterday. Five-on-five scrimmages to get ready for their game on Thursday. That's what I've heard. Okay. To get back in game shape. Yeah. So – I don't know. I think we're going to see Virginia and UNC in the finals. In the finals of what? The ACC ACC championship? Well, maybe. Who knows? Carolina's won 13 of the last 14 games. I think they've won the last six or seven games. They got nothing to game by winning this. When was the last time UNC beat Duke three times in a year? Forever. It's been until at least 2009 since they've done back-to-back. So, I don't know. Three times in a row? Do you have the answer? Three times in one year? No, I don't. I was wondering. If you know, no, this is the first time in a long, long time they won that both? they've won. Well, they've swept since that was 2009. That was Hansborough's senior year. But it they've won three, including last year's when they've won three in a row versus Duke. So that's something that I guess we'll have to find. All right, Zion Williamson is the not consensus, but by a large margin, <laughs> he is the ACC Player of the Year. In the voting. 49 votes. R.J. Barrett got 16. DeAndre Hunter, 4. And Kai Bowman got 1. I want your guys' thoughts on the way back. If given the injury and missing all of this stretch run, if Zion should have got the nod. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Are you ready to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with REMAX Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, 
money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And now... From Sanford, North Carolina, Krista Lambert and Brandon Atkins. Got money, I got fame, fast cars and everything. Welcome back, second half hour from the cheap seats. Krista Lambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols. Talking about the ACC right now, Zion Williamson got 46 votes, or excuse me, 49 votes of the 60 possible. My math sucks. There's no way. 55, 60, yeah, 60, I don't know. He got a lot. 70 votes. Yeah, he got a bunch. (laughs) He got a bunch. So uh, I'm I'm wondering if, okay, R.J. Barrett was second in the balloting, all right? If you had a vote, Who's your ACC Player of the Year this year? <coughs> Zion Williams. Okay. Trent, you too? Yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. I got a friend of mine hit me up the other day, and I got to say I was – not the other day. It's been a couple weeks ago. But he, he listens to the show, and he said, hey, man, I know you're up on Zion. You know, I hear you. And he's a big UNC fan. He is what I would call a Walmart UNC fan. Kind of, because he's been a he's been a UNC. You said he also. listens to the show, though, right? He does. He probably out of Atlanta. He probably won't anymore after that. Comment. He might. No, no, I'm just messing with. Him. Um, he listens out of Atlanta, but he said, "I know you're up on Zion. I hear what you're saying. Ja Morant from Murray State is the best player in the country." And I've seen highlights of this kid, and I was like, "Come on, man! Do you really think so?" And he's a UNC fan. He said, "I know it sounds like hate." And like I'm, you know, looking at the world from a UNC slant, but John Morant is the real deal. So I went out of my way over the last couple weeks, and in particular in the OVC tournament, which just capped off this weekend. I got to say, John Morant, every year or two, there's one of these guys that comes out, whether it's Russell Westbrook on through Damian Lillard, these dynamic point guards that come in that are just big enough. This kid is for real. Last year was a great point guard draft. You know, Trey Young, for all the crap we talk about him, is putting up good numbers, kind of. In is Atlanta. it time to say we're wrong about no, him? No, it's not. I'm, I still stand by what I say. Somebody's got to get those points. They have nothing. It's him and John Collins out there now. I am not a believer with Trey Young. But you look at Trey Young and you look at the other point guards that came out in this draft. You got Colin Sexton, Shea Gilgis Alexander. This is a. It was a very, very good point guard draft. I'm here to tell you, if John ja Morant was in last year's draft, playing at the level he is now, Morant's better than all of them. I really believe that. Now, 
I can't pass up if I'm a GM the size and the potential with Williamson. But I'm here to tell you, John Morant, assuming he continues to get better, is a can't-miss product in the NBA. This is a this is an all-star potential type guy. His game reminds me of Russell Westbrook. And I'm also going to say that there's another reason I'm talking about this. You have said several times, Brandon, that you feel like the ACC is going to get nine teams into the tournament. Yeah. I agree with you, and I think we also agree that if NC State wins at least one game in the ACC tournament, they're in. They're that ninth team. I think so. I'm going to tell you why Murray State matters to them. Murray State went in as the second seed into their conference tournament. They beat Belmont, who was the one seed in the conference championship. Murray State finishes 27-4. and They get their ticket punched. I'm going to tell you right now, had Belmont beat them, the committee would have put Murray State in so that John Morant could be showcased in the tournament. I and the OVC would have got two teams. The fact that they're only – because Belmont's not going to get it. They're not going to get a large bid. It's not going to happen. Murray State would have because of all the hoopla around John Morant. So that's just another reason. The Big Ten is top-heavy. Um, the Pac-12, not great. I'm going to be very interested. You and I were talking earlier about the Big 12. This is the first time, 14 straight years, Kansas won the Big 12. Didn't win it this year. That whole group of about six teams at the top of the Big 12, you could throw them all in a bag and shake them out. And I, they could play that regular season 15 times and come out with 15 completely different results. Yeah, Those teams are very evenly matched. Kansas is an enigma to me. I have seen Kansas on a couple of nights this year look legitimately like the best team in the country. And then I've seen them where I didn't think they could beat anybody. What's going on with them? With the Kansas? Yeah. That whole league plays the same brand of ball, man. It's like we were talking about earlier today. It's like watching a high school team play. They're like running the – the offense that the coach has given them, they don't run the ball at all. It's a very boring. I watched. I told you I watched Kansas and Oregon play, the, I guess, the season finale. And it's like watching uh, – no offense, but – Kansas watching, and Oregon? Not yeah. Oregon. Who, who was it? I'm sorry. I don't know. It wasn't Oregon. Oregon's in the Pac-12. Um, I'll think State. of it. TCU. No, it's Kansas Virginia, and somebody else. I can't remember who it was. Texas Tech. Trent, look for it. But I, I just watched – I watched them play the most boring brand of basketball that I've seen in a long time, and it's just like you're not running, you're not pushing the pace, you're setting up the half-court offense, both, both teams going back and forth, doing the same thing, running picks, movement around the, the lane and stuff like that. It's just boring. And we watched it right after uh, an ACC game – and it's just a different brand of basketball, man. And it just sucks. Baylor. It was Baylor. Sorry. Baylor. They kind of look like Oregon. I was going to say yellow, that other green and gold and green. Team. That's, Baylor. That's sorry. Sorry, listeners. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But, I mean, it's just like mon- like really mundane style of basketball. Hmm. And Bill Self, I mean, d- like look, what, look what's happened to Kay since Roy's coming into league. And – since Tony Bennett has come in the league. Are you telling me? Look at what happened to – better example. Bayheim since he's come into the ACC. 
would you know Bill Self even sniff fourteen regular season wins, um, championships if he came into that a real league? No, like the no, ACC? no, 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 and and that's it, it'd be interesting if Kansas was in what was normally a basketball conference, but the Pac twelve. Or the Big 12, Big 12 generally is not. It's usually but, Kansas and whoever else. Now, they've been pushed the last couple of years, and I don't want to take away from – I'm not going to disparage Kansas and say they're garbage. But, no, they they are in an interesting situation in far, as far as the power conferences go because – well, no, no, I'm not going to say that they are because they're in no different a situation than Kentucky is. Most seasons, Kentucky can run the table in the SEC – and, you know, it's Kentucky and everybody else. Right. So the same that you're saying about Kansas, I would say about Kentucky. Put them in the ACC. Put them in the Big Ten. Put them in the Pac-12 where, the you know, you've got top-heavy conferences. The SEC this year is a different animal because Kentucky may be an afterthought. The team that may well win the SEC tournament, though, reminds me of the girl at the bank, the bank teller. Oh, okay. Here who's, we go. Who's mm. sliding herself a 20 every once in a while. Getting a little – making bad change. <clears throat> taking a little bit of money and sneaking it out of there. and Getting away with it for months and months and months, maybe years. And then one day is like, screw it, I'm buying a beach house. And that's when you get caught. Boom. Embezzlement. Your federal charges. You're done. Come on, man. LSU, the announcement comes out. We've got your head coach on tape. Dude, five minutes later, they're like suspended indefinitely. Come on, man. Sean Miller got Sean Miller got popped on tape a year and a half ago down in Arizona, and he's still coaching the ball club. And I love what he says. He's like, It wasn't me. Well, and then he gets up mid-court and is like, I just really – I appreciate all you fans. Dude, you're a cheater, bro. Like, I mean, what do you – yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to come here and try to pay our players. Gottfried. <laughs> Gottfried is the first player that's ever – I mean, coach, who's ever been directly linked to paying a player, bro. I mean, that – how long has basketball existed for that to happen? For you to be the first? The, the question coach. is not. The question is, how stupid do you have to be to be the one that got caught? And still with as many losing. sacks of money as John Calipari has delivered, John Wooden allegedly. I mean, how how can Godfrey be the first one to get caught? How are you and get, he only ever recruited one legit big time player. It's like getting fired on your day off, man. <laughs> like because this dude is paying players. It's like I told Chris. I was like, "Oh my god, they're gonna they're gonna take away all those wait wait wait." <laughs> they didn't win anything. Like so, you're like cheating and still not even winning. That ought to be the NCAA's ruling, though. If you ain't win shit, <laughs> you're good. Whatever. Didn't kill no penalties. Him. You're fine. You're not going to lose any scholarships because obviously you still suck. Three so there's years not going to be any sanctions. That's my that's my prediction. Is they're going to look at it and they'll be like, "No, nah, poor NC State. They they did wrong and still couldn't beat anybody. Nah, you're good." Well, I mean, three years ago, I think they got beat with Dennis Smith Jr. 
by 50 by Carolina, like, at least cheat well. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's like I use my, you know, what is it called? The the foot wedge playing golf and DeLambert over here still beats me by 20 strokes and I'm cheating out here in the woods. <laughs> I got to at least be close, right? Like, if I'm going to cheat like that. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Good. Godfrey, bro. <laughs> That's so bad. And, and what's going to happen to NC State? I, I know you probably don't want to talk about NC State. You, I think what we're gonna we're about to see from the NCAA is how they treat these types of situations. So if you're a head coach that's been directly linked to paying players, then you get fired. You go somewhere else. I'm just interested. How are they gonna ding him? He's gone, right? Probably never get a head head co- uh, coaching job again. How are they gonna handle NC State? You know, what are they gonna do to him? They can't take away any wins. There's got to be wins there for yeah. them to take away. But, I mean, my point is that what if it had been, I don't know, um, Villanova? Like, what gets penalized is what I'm trying to say. Like, moving forward. What- Scholarships would hurt. I mean, they're going to have to. They're, I mean, they have to. They've got to penalize them. I mean, the th- they're – they're gonna get penalized. I'll tell, you what would, I'll tell you what would have teeth: television. Do these guys can't play on TV? Hmm. No nationally televised games. Screw scholarships. That's a game. That's a, that's a little shell game anyway. Scholarships. Screw that. Postseason. That hurts. But don't let these kids play on TV. See if you can recruit Zion Williamson without any nationally televised basketball. They games. did that to uh, ECU the other uh, couple of years ago. They stopped broadcasting all their games. Well, yeah, but not ECU. The whole conference. <laughs> don't don't lose this. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm just making an example. ECU. It was just no, an but, example. But that, I, if you really want something with teeth for the NCAA, and you want these you want these schools to feel it, take them off of TV. Yeah, no go. nationally televised games. That in the postseason is what's going to hurt these teams. That would be great if all of a sudden you turn on the state game on TBS on the the. Uh, NCAA 2A tournament, and then all of a sudden, oops, sorry, they're blacked out. You can't watch them. <laughs> no, I mean, you can't play in a postseason anyway. If, 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 but that's that's what I'm saying. That would have teeth. Um, yeah, try to tell a kid, you know, one of these top one-and-done type kids, yeah, well, we're going to bring you out here and, you know, people will come into the arena, but nobody's going to be able to see you on TV. Yeah, see how that works out. Will Wade, second season at LSU. Second season. Boom, he's caught. I'm telling you, dude, LSU is about to get the hammer. You can be at Arizona and get away with this nonsense, obviously, if you're Sean Miller, because Arizona, for whatever reason, is still considered to be basketball royalty. What have we heard about Bill Self? Bill Self caught out there in Kansas. Nothing. We'll see you on the other side. You're listening from the Chief Teach right here in Central North Carolina. Crystal Lambert and Brandon Atkins always help me with my draft picks, but I sure wish they would stop hanging out with Zeke Elliott. When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, 
Would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. But if you really want to know what's going on, Professor Trent, they should listen to you and me, Diamond Dave Kaplan. We've got a better grasp on sports, I think. It's astute analysis. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back. Next week, by the time we get here, <laughs> it'll be bracket time. Bracket! And you know, that's like a heated situation around these parts. Have you ever won a bracket big time? Like, no. You've never no. picked a. You've never won a bracket, ever. Mm, yeah, I. Th- yes, <clears throat> I have. In fact, the Kiwanis one that we've done the last couple of years, I placed in that a couple of years ago. I don't know if I, I won placed one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I've it ever It doesn't won stand a out to me. Normally, it's some, and this is no offense to any ladies out there, but it's normally a woman that wins. I like the yeah, color. Yeah, my, my mom won ours last year. Yeah. Did you ever get her a shirt? Yep. Oh, squared away. Um, I've won, and I've been filling them out and doing this my whole life. My whole life. Being a Midwest boy, being an IU fan, I won once. Yeah. And it was the first time, and this was about seven or eight years ago, it was the first time I ever picked Duke to win it all, and they won. Wow. I think that was the year they beat uh, Butler or something. Cool story. 2010. Good radio right there. I had a a couple years ago, on the first Thursday, I was (laughs) perfect. I had all 16 games and was like, yes, give me my money. Got he. And on Friday – Oh my God! I went like seven and nine, and thought I was going to just blow my brains out. It was horrible. Oh, true story. <clears throat> Me and one of my better friends, years and years and years ago, maybe like twenty years ago, flipped a coin on each pick, and that's my best bracket I've ever filled out. You must not have been here. We did a coin bracket last, last year. year. You must not have been here. No, I'm it. saying my best that was bracket. Your best bracket was the coin Ever. flip bracket. That's fun. Our coin flip bracket sucked. <laughs> yeah, it did kind of suck. But I think everybody's bracket was blown. Now, next Virginia week, what I propose everybody. is that each of us come in with – let's go with three. We'll go with three rules, things that you have to do in this year's bracket. And it can be something like you have to pencil in UNC for the championship or you have to pick, you know, Big Ten teams, whatever. But three rules. Trent's grimacing over there, dude. He's not down with that. Three rules. I don't understand. You know what? It could be that. Um, so who's making up these rules? You are. You you make three. I make three. Brandon makes three, and we'll put it together. Oh, okay. I don't know if I like Trent's rules. He's like, you have to pick <laughs> NC State and win it all. No, no, <laughs> that might. wouldn't be a rule. He might. 
I got a better rule. No, I mean, but use some imagination, but something, and things that you believe to be true. Don't be stupid. Because I'll tell you right off the bat, one of my rules, I will probably, and these will be my rules for our listeners, put Murray State in the Sweet 16. Well, my rule would be you have to pick three out of the four 12 seeds to win. There you go. But I don't want a rule like you have to have UNC winning. No, I'm just giving it. That's a, not I, fair. Then don't make a rule like that. Okay, Brandon. God, quit crying. Why are you yelling at me? All right, so that that'll work. be the first rule. That'll be that is the first ground rule. You can't tell somebody they have to pick a so particular and so champion. to win. Okay. All right, okay. got it. So a specific team, you can't mandate that they get picked past the Sweet Sixteen. Is that fair? I'm sure. I'm gonna say my second I mean, rule. I'm gonna fill out so many brackets. My second rule. See, you rule, do that shit. I don't understand that. I can't. I don't want to keep up with 50 brackets. I'm gonna do one bracket. No, I do like and that's three or four. Too. I'm gonna do, I do one. 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 That way, I don't we have come any up with a wager. Then rooting interests. I think. Boom. I think if I beat you in this year's bracket, uh-huh. you gotta go to Ot Sloan with a greased watermelon. And go to the deep end, which you still haven't done. That's been like two seasons ago. Yeah, but no, you guys, uh, we didn't like do 52. it because you guys showed me video that watermelons now float. So how can we do it if watermelons float? That sounds like a pretty good excuse, right? I mean, I'll go do it, but we saw video of watermelons floating. No, I know what happened. Nedge said, you're going to do what? Oh, no, dog. She knows and how she much insurance that I got. Down. She's, she don't Life do. insurance. Look. She's ready. She's like, your premium's paid up? Cool. Do that mess. And she would put it. She'd put a big watermelon on my tombstone. Be like, why, why? And that'd be the end of it. Speaking of which, so this weekend, <laughs> Trent's looking back at his notes. What were my wet, you know, my greased watermelon? No, notes? I've got two rules. I got to write down before. Oh, okay. I oh you're all okay. oh, I like it. I like it. So we we had you, you you've been in my house. You know that we have hardwood through most of the house and yep. had carpet in the living room. Yep. So we had the carpet pulled up this weekend and put the hardwood down. My wife's been fussing about it since day one. And that was sort of negotiating 101. We agreed to buy the house. And then 15 minutes after we returned the signed contract, after our offer was accepted, um, my wife is like, we should ask them to pull up that carpet and replace it with hardwood. I was like, we, we're we. under contract. What do you want me to do? We, we. So I made that call, and I was like, hey, uh, would you be willing? And no, we would not. And I was like, how about if I drop you a couple grand, would you be willing? No, we would not be interested. We'd be willing to sell you this house just like we contracted for. So I'm all right, whatever. So for the last, I don't know, year and a half, two years, whatever it's been, my wife has been like, oh, I want to get this carpet out of here. I want to put the hardwood in, blah, 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 blah. So we pulled the trigger this weekend. We had it done. And as these guys were finishing up, shout out to Sandoval Flooring, Top Shelf. I know you've used them for some stuff. Mm-hmm. They're they're good and they're fast. They're three quarters of the way done, and my wife looks at me and she's like, could you have done this yourself? I was like, yeah, I could have. Well, how long would it have taken you? And I told her without <coughs> thinking about it. Um not quick enough that you wouldn't have called somebody to come finish it. So what's that supposed to mean? And I was like, it would have taken me three weeks to do this. 
and she just kind of rolled her eyes. So you should have said hell to the gnaw, to the no no no. I don't have because that. Because the reason <clears throat> I don't have that in. Well, no, it's just like I would like. I'm like so my painter. I've been wanting to get my house painted, but because of the hurricanes and all the other stuff, that that joint was supposed to be painted in August. And I'm, you know, I'm way down his list, I guess. Painters And suck. I've, th- I've thought about, like, hey, I'll just go ahead and paint this. It's much like flooring. Once you get into the nook and crannies and see all the cuts that have to be made, and it's like, you know, when, you, you, when your wife here or your girlfriend walks in, and or even your boyfriend, just if that's your a, thing. Not to be 100% sexist here, but if they walk in when they're, like, slapping a couple of pieces together in the middle of the floor yeah it looks easy i could do that part but making all the cuts here and there and like you know doing well, the caulking and stuff like that and the toe mold you gotta you, you have to understand like math you gotta understand how to make cuts you gotta make measurements you gotta no. understand algebra a and b huh? a and b that's right. a conversation we well, had here's, earlier here's the thing is yeah, I absolutely could have done that. And what you said is right. The problem is, is that if I'm going to do it, it's me. So every time I get down on my knees and I measure a slat, I've got to go cut that slat, bring it back in, put that slat in, put the dog on mat, the, the glue down, pound it into place, and then proceed with the next one. Because that's what kind of help I get. My wife is a lot of things. Construction helper. She's horrible. Let me tell you something. I love, love, love your wife. But my response to that was, would have been, well, I don't know. Would Could have you done it? And then I would have just been, I would have dealt with the consequences. Like, I would just said, well, I don't know. Could you have done it? But you, like, wussed out like most husbands do. That's why I'm, like, divorced. And <laughs> and you're like, oh, I mean, I could have done it, and maybe I do, but you know, Sandoval and this, that, and other, and that, like, you should have just bit the bullet and said, I don't know, could you have done this? I, I doubled down though. Here's the problem: is although I had no hesitation in calling Sandoval Flooring to come do this floor, because I knew how long it would take, and I knew how much tolerance my wife had for her living room being torn apart with me doing this floor. So even if it had taken me two weeks and not three, even if it had taken me 10 days, by day three, uh-uh. It had been on and popping. Oh, yeah, she had been fussing. So not not but, because but, of her. But, I'm just talking about relationships okay, in I, general. I got it. Not Ned. But here, no, I love oh, you, Ned. But Ned in particular. So I didn't say that. But here's the thing, Brandon, is that my pride watching these guys do this and the fact that my wife would even question, could you have done that, hurt my pride. So today, I began a project. She has been asking for the main wall in our master bedroom that the mm-hmm. bed is up against. She's wanted a brick accent so, a couple weeks ago, I finished the thought on the other side. It's worth hearing. You're listening from the Cheap Seats. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.
Are you ready to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with Remax Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. I'm Chris DeLambert. I'm Brandon Atkins. I'm Professor Trent Nichols. Coming to you from the cheap seats. All right, welcome back from the Chief Seats here in Central North Carolina. Giving relationship advice and relating sad stories about relationships. So I told you my, my man, I had to get my man card back. So writing the check to the flooring guys was one thing. But I felt like I got to prove myself. So I had ordered this brick a couple weeks ago, sitting in the garage. I got some time. So boom, I'm on this. So this morning, without saying anything to my wife, she's at work. I jump into this, pull the baseboards, start out putting this brick up, got it going. She comes home tonight, and I've got probably, I'm probably a third of the way through it. Now I had to do the prep work, and I had to do a bunch of cutting and the rest of that stuff. So the brick, about a third of the brick is actually gone onto the wall. But all the prep work's done. So it probably another day, max two, I'll have all the brick on the wall. So my wife comes home, and she can smell the mastic. That's got the, you know, the adhesive. No, you don't. You're looking at me like, fucking mastic. So the glue. You stick and break something. Stick and break. That's not real masonry, son. No, no, no. These aren't real bricks. This is brick veneer. But we, we, we got about a third of the brick on the wall. And she comes and she's like, what is that I smell? And I was like, oh, it's the adhesive. And she's like, oh, my God, did you start? So she goes in, and of course the bedroom's torn apart because I had to move the bed out and all the rest of that stuff to get to the wall. And she looks and she's like, hmm. And I know she's looking right at where the bed's at instead of the fact that the stuff is on the wall. But I'm patient. So I just let that go. And then she looks and she's like, oh my God, that's going to look really good. And I was like, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty dope. I'm trying to downplay it a little bit. And then she's like, how long did you work on that today? I was like, Pretty much all day. Really? So instead of <laughs> instead of build, break, build, she broke, build, broke. That's funny that you said that because that. she calls it a compliment sandwich. If you're going to say something shitty, right. put compliments on either side of it. The build, break, build, that's an even better way of putting it. But yeah, she just but she broke, down. build, broke. Yes. And that's how she that's how she do. But usually she just break, break, break. <laughs> Can I can I give you some advice, young sure. man? <clears throat> Here's what you do. What this is the current project. 
do you foresee any other future projects? I see nothing but future projects. Okay, we'll just. My wife is my wife is quick to say things like, "You really haven't done anything to the house lately." She forgets. I think she's got this vacuum in her brain where she just forgets. Okay, I built you. You've seen? No, you haven't seen. I built the master closet. I tore everything. Out. I heard about the it. Custom bit is. It's beautiful. All right, just name but one project. Let me help you out. Mm. Name one project. Um, she wants the gutters cleaned out. Gutters which cleaned. Needs to happen. That's an. And I really need. That's kind of easy to do one because I don't want to do it. Here's what you do. You find out what the new project is. Okay. Oh, the, the new. The next project. Project. She wants cabinets built above the washer. Ooh, that's expensive right there, son. I'm going to so do it. I'm here's what we're going to do it. I got that, though. Okay, here's what you do, okay? All right. When your wife is at work, you call somebody in. You get a quote. Find the right match, okay? Then you find out how expensive it's going to be or whatever, and you, like, consult with your partner and, hey, yeah, this is kind of what we're thinking about it. But you have that number in your head, right? Uh-huh. Then you get a side job somewhere, and you start making money on the side <laughs> that your partner can't really, like, they, they don't know that you're making this side piece over here, okay? So you make enough money to do that project, then when she's gone on a trip or at work or whatever the case may be, you have the contractor that quoted you do the majority of the work. You find out when she's coming home. And then you, you're like, oh, honey, I'm in here. And you're putting the final nail <laughs> right into that project. Like, you're like showing up like this little piece of cabinet. And you're like, whew, honey, um, uh, uh, is it okay? Like, I mean, is it, does it look okay? Because I've been working on this all day long. And then that's how you win at life. So to win, you got to lie. I've got, no, I've got, just got to lie. I've got to get a second job. Yeah, you do like rate leads. And coordinate this perfectly. That's the only way I can win? You do a side job, (laughs) rate leaves, dog walk, do whatever you have to do. But then as as an edge is coming in, you're like finally putting that last, you're tapping that last nail in there. And you're like, whew, honey, I I did this for you. I love you. We're life partners. This is what it's all about. And then she's like, "Oh my God, that would, I love you." I, first of all, none of that ish is going to happen. <laughs> Secondly, the problem is is that the afterglow of me finishing that project and making her that happy would last for about seventy two hours, and then she would forget that it happened. But here's the the you didn't let me finish the story. Sorry. Here's a, here's the situation. So first of all, she tears me down a little bit because it's not like done in a day. But then I tell her. Yeah, I can probably get it finished tomorrow and get all the brick on the wall. At most, I'm going to need two more days. But then, I'm going to need your help. Hmm. And she's like, what? You just you lost everything. And I said, well, when I grout this, it's really a two-person job. I don't know that I can physically do it by myself because i got to fill in the gaps and wipe it down at the, second, at the same time before the grout in the bucket dries. She turned and walked away. She wasn't even trying to entertain that. How can that be that we're equal life partners? I've done this. And as soon as I'm like, I'm going to need a little bit of help. 
showing my vulnerability. Isn't that one one She's like, dude, you, you cannot be serious. And then about five minutes later, I come into the living room. I'm getting ready to come in here to do this show. And I'm like, what are you doing? This is no lie. She is watching a YouTube video. Are you sure you want to? She is watching a YouTube video. Put this out on front street. Of how to brick a wall. Because she doesn't think I know how to do it. <laughs> I've got a third of the freaking brick on the wall. I know how to do it. I'm in the middle of doing this. And she's watching a video. So that she can show me how to do the grout by myself. I don't blame her. Trent, do you blame her? She's like come home after a hard day of work, right? Brandon, I hate She you. sees this thing half done. Quarter. And then like she quarter. quarter of the way done. Okay, not even. We're talking about 25% of the way done. Not even. A third. Not even. Uh, all right, so it doesn't matter. 25%, 33%. It's not done, done. And, of course, you're going to YouTube something. Like, if you see that kind of debacle going on in your bedroom, your bed, your bed's halfway in the middle of the bedroom. And you could get a bad headache There's a, a migraine from the smell. There's a bad smell in there. Yep. Homeboy thought he was, like, on fire because he put up, like, some closet stuff a couple of months ago. And how long did that take him? I don't know. A week. It took a week. A week. Where do shoes go? Where do shirts go? Where do sweaters go? For I don't know. I don't, I, I'll get back to me in a week. So you moved your life partner's bed away from where she typically sleeps. And then you're like wondering why she's like YouTube and stuff on you. Because you're like not adequate, man. You're not adequate with your projects. And Trent's agreeing right now. Y'all can't y'all can't hear his shoulder shrug going like, yeah, he's right. He just did it again. <laughs> so your wife is 100% right. So what part of my advice did you not like after hearing her results? Like, I, I mean, you need to, to make relationships work, okay? This is where I failed for so many years. Learn. Learn from me. You need to lie. You need to pay other people to do stuff and then take credit for it. That's what you need to do in life. I wish I'd have known. <laughs> I wish I'd have known. Thanks for making me better, bro. Let me tell you something. I, so I'm going to keep this to 30 seconds. My girlfriend's back of her house, she has dogs in Carrie. How a tree fell on her fence, totally destroyed it. I went there to try to fix it myself. Worst mistake ever. Worst mistake ever. I came home, my tail between my legs. I called the small business award winner of the year here in Sanford, North Carolina, ABC Restoration. They went two days ago and totally fixed the problem, and it was affordable, and she's, like, liking me again. And that's why I saw him work in the drive-thru at Wendy's. I'm, I'm got doing a second a, job. See, see that's the thing is, for that. No, I don't, I don't have to do that right now because our finances are separate, but theirs uh, are not, right? When you're a married when you see the statements, then you're like, if you, make, if you did the perfect job, 
right, Chris? You did the perfect job, but it costs too much. That's another problem for you right now. It's like, oh, why'd you pay this? I mean, YouTube. Oh, we could have done it for like a thousand dollars cheaper. That's where you mistaken. Like we have our finances separate, so I didn't have to get a side job. But for Chris, he needs to get a little side job. Hey, dude, like deliver papers or something. Like so, get a paper route. So if I understand, everything you should be a server at that new restaurant opening up downtown. All this advice that you guys have just given me. If I understand what you're saying to me, I haven't given it. I should file for divorce tomorrow. No, 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 no. That's not what we're saying, dude. Because another job is not in the cards. It's like work smarter, not harder. You're ha- Chris. You have another job this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, County of Lee. Okay. Well, I'm excited about. Tell that. me what's going on now. No, I'll tell you after. I'll tell you during the break. Um, I have no idea what we're talking about. AB to the Raiders. What Great do you think? fit. I think it's a great fit. He uh, won. Here, here's not not a bad fit given where they're at personnel wise. However, they had Amari Cooper. Now they don't. The Khalil Mack deal to me was the worst deal. Makes a whole lot less sense now that you're going to bring in AB, who's probably past his prime, is not as impactful as Khalil Mack. The reason Khalil Mack was jettisoned is because he was going to be too expensive. But you not only traded for AB, now you've committed $50 million over the next three years to him. Come I, on, dog. I just think it's Gruden's ego, man. He wants to, he wants to put his own mark on this stuff. So it's just like what we were talking about, um, I forget her name, at NC State. Like, who's going to announce their retirement and then hire a head coach? Um, you just don't do that. Gruden's ego is way up there. I think it's a great fit for A.B. And that dude won. At 30 years of age, that dude won. $50 million being out of a situation where he felt like the quarterback had an owner's, quote-unquote, owner's mentality. And he's getting 50 over, what, three years? Yeah. Dude. And I'm sorry, but the Raiders are still a pretty cool brand. You know what I mean? It's not like he went to the Buffalo, which was – you know, reported a couple of I don't know, days ago. He said to the Buffalo. Like, the Buffalo's a thing. The bu- I like that. The though. Buffalo no, Bills. No, that's what they should be called is the Buffalo. I like that. So, there were rumors that Antonio Brown might be headed to Carolina, that that would be a good fit. Carolina was one of those teams that may or may not have been out there, you know, looking fishing. Would have been a great fit, I think, from a schematic standpoint. Whether or not it would have worked in the locker room is another issue. But – Carolina remains a team that is wide receiver poor, and I don't think you know this, Devin Funches out the door, signed with the Colts. That's what Trent was just trying so, to tell me. not only do you not have A.B. now, now you're minus Devin Funches. I got real concerns about Carolina and that offense moving forward. We'll talk about a little bit more on the other side. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats in Central North Carolina. Thanks for hanging out with You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. 
Hey Clarice, can we please put on the new Justin Bieber album? Hold on, Dad will be mad if we don't listen to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Kristen Lambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, talking a little bit of NFL right now. Uh, breaking news, Anthony Barr is out in Minnesota and headed to the New York Jets. Uh, interesting, though, that Barr will be going to play outside in a 4-3. Uh, really a pass rush specialist, but a, a well-rounded backer. I'm a little surprised by all of that. Um, the Jets trying to do something with all that cap space they've got. That's the first big signing there. There's there's a lot of whispers and rumors flying around out there with the Jets, not the least of which is Le'Veon Bell. Um, Trent, you got a big signing out there in Oakland to go along with Antonio Brown. The offense out there, what's that addition? They are investing $66 million to help uh Derek Carr on the offensive line, and they are uh, signing uh, Brown from the Patriots. Trent Brown gets $15 million in 2019 and a sum of 21.5 in 2020. Brandon, I'm going to ask you, where where do you think Le'Veon Bell is going to wind up? I really don't – didn't I say one time that the Lions might get him? In any a Michigan kid, he is. I mean, he went to Michigan State. I mean, do they have a really reliable running back? I mean, that's in his neck of the woods. That you hit me with this question like at a left field, and I'm actually answering it pretty well, which is surprising. I'm digging but, it, but I think maybe for the Lions, they don't really have anybody that's <clears throat> super good out there and that keeps them close to home. What do you think? They need a little something to help Stafford out there. I mean, I think Detroit's as good a place as any. Indy is a team that's been rumored on and off. I I, I don't know that Frank Reich and that Colts front office wants a personality as big as Le'Veon Bell to sort of take the oxygen out of the room. That's one of those. Is he that big of a personality, though? Uh, yeah, he is. How? <laughs> Le'Veon Bell, were you not paying attention the entire offseason when he's down jet skiing in Miami and tweeting about the Steelers? I mean, he was this whole Anthony or Antonio Brown thing has made us forget how big a knucklehead Antonio or uh, Le'Veon Bell was throughout Is the season. Is he a knucklehead season. for when to get paid? I'm not coming. I'm coming. I'm not coming. Dude, I. But, dude, why do you want to play the owner's game, dude? AB said it. What I'm trying to say, you're looking confused. No, you sound like LeBron James right now. No, A.B. said, I'll play the game, but by my rules. If you want to play by your rules, then I'm not even playing the game. And he won. Antonio Brown did, but we're talking about Lev Bell. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude just wants to get paid. Lev Bell played himself, dude. Lev Bell left $14 million on the table. He'll never make that money back with his next deal. Well, we'll see. No chance that AB. he's going to make it up enough to have to make up what he lost. It's just not going to happen. And I'm going to tell you, the worst thing could have happened to him how, how is Todd Gurley's knee. How old is Bill? How are you going to ask me that, Cole? 25? No. 26? He's older than that. 27? <laughs> 40, 28? 43. Dude, A.B. 
just left yes. the Steelers at 30 years old yeah. and got paid $50 million. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell can go and get paid somewhere, man. Like, come he on. He could have got paid this past year, though, and he got nothing. Antonio Brown signed what at the time made him the, the highest-paid receiver in football. Antonio Brown's beef in this whole game was never about money. Le'Veon he Bell was, is 27 years old. 27. He, he was been out of shape. I had it right. Ben Roethlisberger disrespected him. That was Antonio Brown's deal. I I don't know why the Raiders felt like they need to step up and give him a new deal. But whatever. Bro, in a time where Nick Foles can get $50 million guaranteed, you don't think Le'Veon Bell can go out and get – no, you don't even have to look it up. I'll tell you what it is. He got $88 million, 50 guaranteed. But this is the same Jacksonville team that gave Blake Bortles that big well, deal. Well, then go to Jacksonville, Le'Veon Bell. Good deal. Le'Veon Bell, then go to Jacksonville. Oh, there's a guy named Fournette there. But, you know, my point is that I get what he's doing. He's like, you know, you got running backs that are the face of the league still. You know, you got quarterbacks who are the face face of the league, but you still have running backs on the face of video games and stuff like that. Dude's just trying to get paid. How Why is it? it? I, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I mean, how in the hell did Nick Foles get paid? Nick Foles, I'm looking at this deal: eighty-eight million with fifty million guaranteed. Fifty. Who in the blue hell? Was the team they were bidding against that was going to give this dude fifty million guaranteed? Dude was going to retire oh. from football four years ago. Oh God, Jacksonville. Tom Coughlin must have—he must have had a stroke, and nobody knows. He is—he cannot be in charge of his own faculties right now. They gave this cat fifty million dollars guaranteed. <laughs> Trent. Did that really happen? Yes, so Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell is crazy for trying Le'Veon to get his. Le'Veon Bell should get two hundred million dollars guaranteed, season. guaranteed per season for the next ten years. And I have to tell our witness, our, our listeners, we're just seeing this for the first time. Yeah, you're gonna, it's going to be old news by the time he gets out there to you. This is like happening as we're doing the show, right? This so, cat got fifty million guaranteed. You, Hey, that Case Keenum deal that we were talking trash about a couple weeks ago, that looks like a bargain all of a sudden. Nick Foles. Case Keenum's going to Washington, huh? Yeah. And took a pay cut to do it. That's bananas. I can't believe he gave any of that money back. I am absolutely gobsmacked. Who could the other – what other teams could have possibly been in the market for Nick Foles? Philly. Come on, Philly already said we're done. We're done. You beat us in our own game. We're not going to tag you. Go ahead. Go on about your business. I I don't know one team that was in the hunt for Nick Foles. No. I haven't heard of one. Who could have been? I am absolutely gobsmacked. There's grumblings that Oakland might be a sleeper. For Bell. I would love to see that. I would love, 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 love to see that. There's also grumblings at the Bears. The Bears are in on Bell. No. No. No, 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 no. That's what they're saying. No, 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 no. You don't go fooling with that. You got first of all, you got Trubisky, who is a young quarterback who does not need Lev Bell demanding two hundred and fifty touches. 
And you got Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. One of them's got to go. The three of those couldn't coexist. Do, the Bears are not. The Bears that, already got. They signed another running back I, already. I, I think they have not, a three-headed monster. I'm not trying to hear that. Lev Bell is not in play in Chicago. Disregard what Trent said. I don't care where Trent read it. Oakland I read it on shouldn't Twitter. be a sleeper for Lev Bell. They ought to be out front on the Lev Bell front. They don't have enough. They have salary cap room, but they don't have enough cash. That's what they're saying. Well, I don't know what that means. They, that's why I'm confused as to why they went all in with this Antonio Brown thing when they didn't have enough cash to do the Khalil Mack deal. It doesn't make any sense. So somebody's lying, and I don't know. You're talking about the Texans now are looking at Bell. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. I'll tell you what, that is undoubtedly Deshaun Watson's team at this point. And the Jets. The Jets have always been there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Lev Bell's got to look at it realistically and figure out how many years he's got left on those tires. 27. He's got at least three. I mean, the last one I see is the Chiefs. The last one I see is the Chiefs. Nah, not going to happen. I don't, well, I don't know, man. After what L.A. did last year in free agency where they just kind of kept adding people and adding people, maybe the Chiefs could be legit. Chris. You know, they jettisoned Justin Houston. What's up? Well, no, I'm just saying what I was going to say is nobody knows more about NFC North than you, right? What is we talking about? We talking about the um, – AFC North. I'm oh, AFC North? No. no, no. I was going to say, you, you know about, are you trying to be funny? Yeah, no. I thought you were I mean, making I, I, fun I of them. I think I have a great knowledge of the okay. NFC North. But, yeah, AFC North, ain't nobody got anything on the AFC North. Packers. Lev Bell, being able to line up in the slot, do all the things that he does, he's more than just a running back. Why wouldn't you want to get that guy on your squad and pay him? At least for three or four years. I dude, would, how dude, many times? Here, here's the Cincinnati question. should take them. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Oh, seriously? That's, they got Joe Mixon. He's like the poor man. Yeah, I forgot about that. They got the poor man's, poor man's Lev Bell yeah. over there. Yeah. Well, and that's funny that you say that because Lev Bell has actually accused Joe Mixon of trying to copy him. Emulate him? Yeah, with okay. because he wears the, you know, the elbow sleeve and the neck thing and rest of that stuff, whatever. Um, Who here, signed Kareem Hunt? The Bears, right? The Browns. No. Yes. Yeah, it was the Browns. Oh, yeah, the Browns. I thought it was the Bears. Here's what I'm going to say. Lev Bell, the problem is not what he does while he's on the field. The problem is that he has already shown himself to be injured. Not, I'm not going to say injury prone, but Lev Bell misses time. And 27 years old, this is a guy that's only played 16 games once in his five seasons, and that doesn't include the season he just took off. This is a guy that has been hurt five good years. This guy's got 1,200 attempts under his belt. There are only so many carries these guys have got on those legs, and he's one injury from being done. The question becomes, with these running backs, how much money can you afford to blow on these guys if they get hurt? It's not fair. And it's the problem is the CBA. The players collectively bargain for this. It's why you see all this money thrown into quarterbacks, because the quarterbacks, for better or for worse, are probably not going to suffer a career-threatening injury. 
running backs more so than any other position group, you cannot tie up that much cap space because eventually those guys are going to get hurt and they're going to be done. And running backs, with a few exceptions out there, don't taper off. Guys aren't really, really good, and then they're, well, they're pretty good. Eh, they're okay. Eh, they're no good. No, they go from being really good to being trashed that fast. Todd Gurley went from being the best player in the NFL to a guy that couldn't get more than seven or eight touches down That's the stretch. That's the coach's fault. No, well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. We're going to see in 2019. But that guy didn't do anything the last couple games of the playoffs, including the Super Bowl. McVay. We'll see. All right, got half an hour to go. Love you guys. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, and of course, companionship. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. Fantastic cat. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today, or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. All right, welcome back. Final half hour from the Cheap Seats. Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols. Those of you looking for an announcement about a trivia category, I remind you there is no more trivia. Trivia has died. It may be resurrected at some point, but uh, for now, we're not doing any trivia this week. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. All right. So we're back to talking about Lev Bell and and his relative worth. And the whole Nick Foles contract kind of – dude, come on. It's one thing to pay this dude an annual average of $22 million a year. And this has got escalators that could go up to $102 million. But to guarantee $50 million of this, the NFL has the worst collective bargaining agreement ever. And we've made fun of these guys, and I'm not going to belabor the point. But players, you've got to do better the next time around. You've got to. This is ridiculous. And the rest of the players have got to be looking at these quarterbacks and be like, dude, this is not cool. And there's a lot of ways around this. But when quarterbacks are making this much money, Nick, dude, if you put together a list of the best 300 players in the NFL, where is Nick Foles on that list? Nowhere. He's not on it. I get you, but do you know who Landon Collins is? <laughs> yeah. 
He just got forty five million over guaranteed how many years? six, but forty five million guaranteed. The From total Detroit? is eighty four million. That's a third. Eighty four million, but forty five guaranteed. I'm, I'm reading it right out. Landon no, Collins is a Pro Bowl safety. Okay, and he's making half. Over the st- oh, from Oakland, he got forty. He used to be with the Giants. He got forty-five million, guaranteed over six years. Yes, Nick Foles got fifty million guaranteed over four years. Landon Collins, if you put together a list of the three hundred most impactful players in the NFL, Landon Collins is probably a top hundred player. Safety. To be honest. I mean, for real, though. At least and this is what Earl Thomas was so Nick upset Foles about. Nick Foles is like a quarterback. He's a safety. You got Josh. Here's the biggest contracts, okay? Josh Norman, uh, Trubane Johnson, Xavier Rhodes, Patrick Peterson, Landon Collins is in there, and Kyle Fuller. They're all making about the same kind of money, but $45 million No, but this guaranteed? is all you have to say. Nick Foles is going to make $22 million a year, right? Yeah. Tom Brady makes fifteen. That's it. End of story. Well, that's his choice, though. No, end of story. He <laughs> he's I got mean, a wife that made, makes like what made a the Eagles dollars. so great 80, a couple years ago million she was the fact that they had Nick Foles and Carson Wentz between the two of them, not making what most teams had invested in their starting quarterback. Yeah. The recipe for success in the NFL, unless you have a bona fide legitimate superstar quarterback is not to go pay a quarterback 22 25 million dollars a year even in even when you do have the bona fide legit superstar quarterback he's got to be willing to take a pay cut there is not enough left in cap room to go what you need to do this contract is going to mean that somebody off that defense that they do not want to see walk away is going to leave. We've already seen Fowler go on. I'm with you. They gave him away last year because they knew they couldn't pay him. How many times are these players going to watch this happen to their teams when they're like, hey, you know what, quarterbacks? Y'all going to have to chill out. We're going to have to do something about this. And maybe it comes down to, to a different structure for quarterback contracts and just for everybody else, but it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I get Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Got it. He caught fire one time. Philly, Philly. Great. I guarantee he doesn't win another one. Mm. Oh. I guarantee it doesn't happen. Guarantee? Look, look. Nick Foles had success in an offense in that Super Bowl year that was loaded. Alshon Jeffrey was outside. You had... Jay Ajayi running the dog on football. They had LeGarrette Blunt who was still doing. Come on, man. This is stupid. Okay. And Jacksonville, you went from one stupid quarterback contract to a second stupid quarterback contract. Congratulations. By the way, Colin to the Redskins. Yeah, so. I know. Thank you. That's what I was trying to figure out. No, he went to the Redskins, which – what's the owner's name again? Oh, Dan, Dan Snyder. Snyder. He, worst owner of all sports. Can pretty we just throw that out there? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Who's, who's, who's on that list? There's somebody else. I don't remember. <laughs> somebody else worse. <laughs> okay, all right. Somebody, I just somebody's saw worse. It. All right. But that's just what is amazing is Tom Brady is the 20th highest paid quarterback. 
But that's Andy really... Dalton is right above him, and Baker Mayfield is right below him. It's unbelievable. Well, it is unbelievable. Um, I am. Uh, I can't even think straight. I'm not gonna lie. That uh, messed you up, huh? It it really did. I, I just I don't even know what to say. So apparently the Eagles are sign are trading to bring Deshaun Jackson back, there which is did. an interesting yeah, move. That's good. Well, like I'm that. a little surprised that they made a trade. Uh, Deshaun Jackson made it perfectly clear that he wanted to go back to Philly. He did not want to be part of the Bruce Arians, let's resuscitate Jameis Winston um, project. I think him and Winston, it was pretty clear, were on the outs. Deshaun Jackson didn't feel like he wanted to be around anymore, and had they released him, he wanted to go back to Philly. Philly's going to throw a pick out there. They get Deshaun Jackson back. Deshaun Jackson, Hall of Famer or no? Without looking at his stats, I'd say no. But game-breaker, though. Yeah, I think he's going to come up short. But you know who may be a Hall of Famer? Who's that? Kimball Walker's dropped 40 on the Rockets so far. All right, so there's a Kimba, there is a whisper baby out there Walker. that Dallas is making intimations that they want to throw a max deal at Kimball Walker. Now, I said a few weeks ago as we were examining possible landing spots for the free agents that are out there and how that applies to LeBron James and the Lakers. And I made the statement that Kimball Walker would be a horrible fit. Dennis Johnson couldn't coexist with Luka Doncic because they're both ball-dominant players. Dennis Smith? Yeah. Did I say something different? You said Dennis Johnson. No, I didn't. I was like, that dude walked over from the Celtics. (laughs) (laughs) So couldn't coexist. The other wasn't wasn't a lot. He hated Dennis Johnson. He hated Robert Parrish. So he (laughs) Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith couldn't coexist with Luka Doncic because they're both ball dominant players. Right. Has I'm getting pissed off today. You are a little mad. Man. I am yeah, mad you, now. But you that's got me fired you got up mad. too. Thanks, Nedge. Why would anybody that's ever – Nedge did this listen. to us. Yes, she did. Kimba Walker is my favorite Hornet. He might be my favorite player in the NBA right now, except for Russell Westbrook. Kimba Walker is useless without the ball in his hands. Use, not, not an okay player. Not average. He's useless – Without the ball in his hands. Okay. You've got the best young ball handler in basketball on your team, Dallas. You've got the pieces. You've freed up cap space. You're in position to really do some stuff. Why would you consider Kimball Walker? That doesn't make any sense to me at all. You know, my sources say that uh, if Kyrie walks away from Boston, that they're going to go all in on Kemba. That Boston's going to go all in, all in on Kemba? Yes, sir. I think it's a great move. And, in fact, if I were Boston and I could try to parlay what they've got now into Kemba and Anthony Davis with that group that's there, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my what, God. Uh, I mean, come on. That's what uh, I've uh, – I've heard as I deep dive into the Celtics. Um, Siri, how do you brick wall a bedroom wall? <laughs> okay, I found this on the web for how do you brick wall a bedroom wall. 
Oh, oh, it's not going to read it to you. That's Britch. Oh God! That's what Nat is doing right now. Oh, dude, when I get home, she's gonna she's gonna have it all all planned out. For what me. happens when your husband messes up a brick job in your bedroom? Okay, I found this on the web for what happens when your husband messes up a brick job in your bedroom. <laughs> Siri, what's the number for Sanford Contractors? <laughs> My Siri doesn't talk. Oh, your Siri sucks, dude. <laughs> well, if she doesn't talk, she certainly doesn't suck. Hey, Siri. Why do my friends keep making fun of me? Okay. I found something on the web for why do my friends keep making fun of me. It's Take a look. Yeah, the first article. How should I respond to friends who unnecessarily make fun of me? I should give them the finger. That's what I'm doing right now. Um... Why did you do that to me, Trent? What? <laughs> Kimba Walker scored 40 on the Rockets. That's all I said. You were talking about Deshaun Jackson. I, uh, yeah, exactly. I was talking about Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> He's and not a Hall of Famer. You don't think Deshaun Jackson's a Hall of Famer? No. Come no. On. no, no, no. He's too short. He's a good game player. He's too short. Uh, game breaker. That's pretty much all he is. Yep. All right. Worthless. Fair enough. Fair enough. So what do you all want to talk about? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm out of gas. You guys have broken my spirit. I don't think it was so, us that broke your spirit. What's up, Brandon? Trent? When we sit here next week, how many ACC teams will be in the tournament? If NC State does not blow their first tournament game, they're playing Clemson on Wednesday. That'll be tough. That's, That's a their tough first game. game. So I think we'll have nine teams if State beats Clemson. Wow. And if State beat – all they have to do is beat Clemson, and then they're in. Is UNC going to be a number one seed? As it stands right without now. Without winning the conference tournament. Yeah, as it stands right now, they'll be good. So you I think mean, two ACC teams will be a number one seed? They don't even play until Thursday, right? So, I mean, yeah. they, they only have three games in the ACC tournament if they won at all. I would prefer them just to get bounced, to be honest with you. I don't think there's that big of a difference between a number one and a number two seed in the grand scheme of things. I would rather them just get bounced, rest, get ready for the tournament. So it's going to be Syracuse and Virginia in the finals. Maybe. Syracuse always makes a run. All right, so we're going to put a bow on this thing on the other side of the break. You're listening to From the Chief Seats. You're listening to From the Chief Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. My name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. My mom always told me you don't have to sit down close to see the action. Sometimes it's better from the cheap seats. And that's all I gotta say about that. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back. Final 15 minutes. Appreciate you getting this far with us. We'll be better this next time. We'll be better next time. Yeah, yeah. This segment, it's not going to get any better. I just want to, I want to clarify something with you, Brandon. So yes, you sir. think Clemson, regardless of whether or not they beat 
NC State. You think Clemson is in? Yes. All right. I'm going to disagree, and I'm going to make this prediction. And you know, I am an NC State fan, so I'm 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 a Walmart NC State fan. I guess whatever. No, you're oh. a Food Lion. Oh, NC food State lion, fan. NC State fan. God. No, I, I of of the of the North Carolina teams, I, I generally pull for NC State against the rest. Although I'm a Buckeye at heart. All right, I am going to predict that the winner of the Clemson NC State game gets <clears> in and the other one's out. So I think the ACC gets eight teams. It's my prediction. Okay, I think we have nine. I think the weakness of all the other conferences plus well, it depends. Um. The uh, what the at large bids and stuff like that. Like it depends if there's some bubble busters that come in, but we've pretty much seen a couple of different conference tournaments. And, you know the the um, the champions are coming in. If unless there's some upsets, I guess in the mid majors and the smaller conferences, then I can see maybe one of the two teams <coughs> losing. But Joe Lenardi has uh, a stay out. If they lose. So, State's out if they lose. They're in if they win. And Clemson's already in, according to his So, I have, a, I have a question for you. Joe Lenardi, who is as – I'm not going to say as good. He is as thorough an NCAA tournament team evaluator as there is out there. He's, he's pretty good at what he does. He all right. Is there – any other thing in the world that Joe Lenardi could possibly do that would land him on television? Anything. Because he is the worst He's person on TV ever. Yeah. He He's looks like hell. He talks like hell. There, I can't imagine any other context where Joe Lenardi would be on national television. That's kind of mean, Chris. I'm, I'm just being for real. Can you think of anything? Maybe uh, that documentary, uh, Leaving Never Neverland. <laughs> Have you watched that? Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Uh, dude, that's one of the most powerful things I've ever seen. I've you missed watched the, it? You know what's I, sad? I refuse to watch that. I missed dude, the first 20 minutes, though, so I need to watch the beginning. Um, so you watch both like it's both weird? Yeah. Okay. Don't you feel like it's weird that that's come out and the R. Kelly stuff is, is happening at the same time? Well, here's, I think, like, let's talk about R. Kelly thing, for a second. Thing, hold on. <coughs> my thing is is that I got enough negatives to deal with. People who, like, eat this up and, like, watch it, like, oh, my God, got to watch that Michael Jackson. Yeah, everybody knows he was touching kids, dude. I mean, we already know this. So why would you put yourself through all this negativity? But the problem it's was, weird. I happened to turn it on, and I was—I didn't have any desire to watch it, like you said. But all of a sudden, both me and my wife were just like, boom, done, dude, glued. And then we is, never stopped watching. I, I'm going to tell you that the second, because it's, it's in two parts, and then there's a third part that is an interview with the two guys. And I didn't watch that. With, with Oprah. Oprah. Oh. And it's, it's pretty, it's something else. I don't know. But the second half, the second two hours of that, one of the most powerful things I've ever seen on television. And it's not just, look, I would be a liar if I said I didn't think that you know, Michael Jackson was was having inappropriate contact with kids all that time. Yeah, I probably assume that this drove it home for. I mean, it's indisputable, and the conflict that these guys have dealt with because they're not out there bashing Michael Jackson, but to watch the 
internal conflict these guys are dealing with. These guys love Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, for both of these guys, is like the most important person in their life ever. But it wasn't even that they love Michael Jackson. They literally were in love, like you love another human yeah. or a parent or whatever. They didn't even realize this was bad. And then seeing the revelation of them coming to terms saying, wait a minute, this what he what, was doing to me was wrong, was unbelievable. Like, I cannot believe wild. that. And it's, it's crazy. I'm going to tell you, for parents, I think it's very important for parents to watch this because people get the, the, the thing that here's the deal. I've heard people say a million times, well, what parent could let their kid do that? What parent, blah, 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 blah. What they don't understand is that sexual abuse of children 99% of the time happens with someone they know. So it's easy to say, well, how could you do that? They don't understand that Michael Jackson was legit like part of these people's family. And the kids never complained about it. The kids wanted more than anything to be around this dude. So there were no signals for these parents that, hey, something you know uncool is going on. The guy admitted it to his mom when he was like 30. Yeah. Yo, and he was molested. I just don't want to He was molested from the time he was 7 until he was 14 and didn't come to terms with it until he was holding his one-and-a-half-year-old yeah. son. I it's, get it. But it's I'm sure powerful, it's amazing, but it's just like, uh, now, you know, the, we all knew this already. Like, we knew R. Kelly was like hooking up with 11-year-olds and stuff like that. I, I don't want to sit down really and well, watch here's it. The, here's the, the latest thing, though, with R. Kelly is the part that's interesting to me. Because we're beyond, at this point, R. Kelly having sex with kids that are underage. Right. Okay? Now, what's going on with R. Kelly now, he's having, as my wife said very astutely the other day, he's having his OJ moment. He's trying to do damage control. No, no, no. He's having his OJ moment because the the, the issues that are out there with him right now have nothing to do with him having inappropriate sexual relations with underage kids. The women that he's with now are grown. The stuff that they're going to get him now for is like Al Capone getting popped for tax evasion. You know, you were the baddest criminal on the planet for all these years and all we can get you for is tax evasion. That's what's happening to R. Kelly right now. And it's kind of interesting to watch all of the sanctimony that's being pushed R. Kelly's way. Let me tell y'all something. And I don't have any sympathy for R. Kelly. And I think that the that karmic justice is a real thing. And I think that, you know, starting with Aaliyah and moving on through all these girls, I think R. Kelly should have been in jail a long time ago. I think the stuff that they're about to pop in for now is ridiculous. But all of these sanctimonious folks that want to pile on and they're like, well, he's got these two women and he's exerting control over them and he's, you know, influencing them and blah, 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 blah. Dude, I got daughters right now, some of whom have been in relationships. And I'm like, this guy is a jackass and you're stupid. Why can't you see that? They don't listen to me. R. Kelly's got the same type thing going on right now. And these parents are like, but we've been trying to tell her that it's not good for her. Dude, all these parents that are out there and they're like, oh, you're, look at you. Dude, you hang on through this with teenage and 20-something and maybe beyond type women. If you think you can control, if everybody made good decisions about who they were going to be in a relationship with, 
the divorce rate in America wouldn't be damn near 60%. Yeah, but, I mean, you're dealing with kids and stuff. No, it's not kids and stuff. These women that are in this situation now are grown women. And the women, you must not have seen the interview with the two sister wives that he's kicking it with now, and he's got these two girls, and they're there, obviously, of their own volition. And the, the thing is, well, yeah, but R. Kelly's exerting control over them. Dude, people control each other in relationships all the time. And I'll be perfectly honest with you. I know plenty of old guys that are with young women. And the question to me always is, who's the user in this situation? Because hmm. the thought is easy to say, well, the guy, because he's got these beautiful young women. Well, what about that young woman? Because the alternatives for her might include flipping burgers or working at Walmart or drawing unemployment. And with all the stuff R. Kelly's going through, I guarantee, even with all that, ain't nobody missing any meals up in that house. So I'm, I don't know I'm not if I have a big opinion. On, I'm not gonna pile on R. Kelly, and I think it's funny to watch him come unglued in this interview. But to pile on it for the stuff now, I'm fighting for my life. That's I funny, dude. <laughs> I'm fighting for my life. You left out the F, and I'm fighting for my F life. Have and you seen the Uno meme? No. Where he's like, I'm fighting for my life, and the interviewer's got like the the bomb. <laughs> Card the draw Uno. four. Yeah, yeah, draw four. <laughs> and he's like, I'm out here. He's got a handful of cards. <laughs> oh, that's rich. That is rich. I don't know, man. I mean, to me, me personally, I like try to – I understand there's some entertainment, entertainment value out there, but there's enough negatives out there. I already knew that Michael, ja- Michael Jackson was a creep. R. Kelly was a creep. I don't need to sit there and watch a two-hour documentary about what what happened. Like, I mean, to me, I want positive stuff around me. You know what I'm talking about? I'm with you, though. I just, to me, I just, it's, that's old news. I just thought for both of them, they had, like, video footage of it happening. So, that's why I watched it. Yeah. That's the sickest thing Y'all can thing talk I've about it if you want to. I mean. That is the sickest thing I've ever heard in my life. Sorry. It was a. It was a joke. I, I didn't want to see it. I mean, look at what I mean, Woody Allen. I've never seen somebody get peed on. This dude, Woody well, Allen, okay, like, no, groomed. Look, Woody Golden Allen shower. groomed a kid that he adopted to become his wife that he's still married to right Morgan now. Morgan Freeman Why do is I married to a family that? member. And we don't come no, down on Morgan Freeman. What? It's not true. Oh, it absolutely is true. Don't talk blasphemy about Morgan oh, Freeman. Oh, it absolutely is true. I will jump true. across this And table. there are people out there that really think Morgan Freeman has been president. They don't realize he's only been president in movies. What? Look up Morgan Freeman and see who he's with. Okay. I think I'm, I'm lying, right dude. Now. Don't. It's amazing how many of these folks that are, Freeman. you know, icons in the entertainment world are weird. And creeps. I love the word that you use. That's not a word that we use often enough in America. Creepy. They're creeps. Right? Creepy. No, not creepy. Creeps. Because kids say creepy. I creeps. just want to call them creeps. Predatory. Creeps. I just don't want to sit down. when I'm Look, when I'm at the house, I'm watching sports or American pickers, dude. <laughs> Nothing really creepy goes down on American pickers. But I'm going to sit there and watch. Oh, what? This is like breaking news. Michael Jackson touched kids. Like, I mean, why do you want to subject yourself to that? I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. Morgan Freeman's not even married right Who's, now. Dude. His last wife, I don't know. 
get busy touching kids or get busy dying. <laughs> what? That's Morgan Freeman. Oh, God. Allegedly. Brandon, what are your closing thoughts? I'm really excited about the Hills this year. Um, you know, I've, I'm, I thought they were going to be like fourth or fifth in the ACC, maybe may reach the Sweet 16. And I'm really excited the fact that they're really kind of – and they're not even like getting hot right now. They've been hot, and they're sustaining it, and they're deep. And I'm just really excited. Like, even Playtech, which is like 10th on the, the depth chart, it's getting in and putting in good, like, time right now. So, I'm – we're like – that's why I don't want us to be the number one overall seed. I want us to get beat in the ACC tournament, keep that edge. We don't need to you know, get in our heads that we're one of the best teams in the country. But I do feel like – I said this a long time ago. We might have the best chance for an ACC – national championship on both sides whether it be virginia carolina duke or like some sneaky teams like virginia tech i'm high on virginia tech depending on where they are in the tournament where they're seated virginia tech is easily an elite eight team they're going to surprise a lot of the country right now. if duke and carolina were playing each other in the national title game i would probably have to move from this State, it would just be mayhem. Seriously, mm-hmm. it would be crazy. I don't unbelievable. Think, I don't I'd think like, Duke's going to make it. That's my prediction. Okay. All right, Chris, wrap it up. So Morgan Freeman had an affair with his step granddaughter for years. There was nearly fifty years difference in age between the two. Get of busy. Them. If that's Doing not freaky, get busy dying. I don't know what is. Peace. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.